Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I am your hostess with the most. <laughs> I am Rosalind Jordan Mills, and welcome to Rosalind's Corner. Tonight, as always, you know we're going to have a great time. We have a great guest tonight. All our guests are so wonderful, and, and, and you know, we just continue to take it to the next level. You know me, we'll take it to the next level. Uh, tonight, you know, I always like to start out talking about our great company, T25CL Entertainment, where we do global distribution for independent artists. But, you know, we're just an innovative company, you know, that has a, a global platform for pay-per-view distribution. And this is where independent artists, music, film, we have established this platform just for you. I invite you visit our website at www.t25cl.com and view all of the articles music is available for download. And if you are an independent artist looking to get your music out there, look, this is a place to come. We cherish all our artists. We cherish the work that is being done. Uh, we've got a film coming up from a concert, awesome concert, Global Peace Jazz Concert that was done at the Warner Grand Theater in Los Angeles. And, you know, uh, the, the show United We Stand was just so phenomenal. It was wonderful. Great artists, dancers from Senegal, and people who just love the show, and now it is turned into a documentary. We're going to have a film to show not only the plight of Africa and the nation, but also the solutions as well, and backed by great, great music, okay? Look, you're going to enjoy this. Trust me, you're going to enjoy it. And T25CL will be doing even greater things, okay? So tonight, like I always say, I'd like to introduce my guest, and uh, we're, we're going to take a minute here because we he's in between a uh, scene in concert and and um, performing and in his studio and um, trying to get things running here. But I always like to get a, a great feel from all our listening audience and to see exactly what you're looking at, what you're thinking about, and, and, and knowing that we're going to have a great time sharing information, sharing everything that is out there. I mean, we could take it across the board when we talk about the different topics of the world and what we're, what we're talking about, okay? But tonight, we want to just um, sit back, relax, and get comfortable, because tonight, I want to just give a little short bio 
of my guest tonight. My guest tonight is none other than Ronald Hudson, born in Washington, D.C., is better known uh, by his stage name of Ronnie Hudson. Come on now. He is uh, a, a bassist, an artist, composer, record producer. I mean, he is notable for the hit uh, song West Coast Pop Rock, which later appeared in Dr. Dre and Tupac Shakur's song entitled California Love. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I know he's there. Is this you, Ronnie? I know you're online right now. Ronnie Hudson. And uh, Hey, this is Six in the Mix with Ronnie Hudson in the house. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome my guest, Ronnie Hudson, and his favorite Mr. Six, his sidekick, his uh, right arm, left arm, or whatever you want to say. He's right there supporting Ronnie all the way. I welcome, welcome to Galaxy Talk Radio to Rosal's Corner. Hey, it's, it's great having you, great having you. Um, you know, I always have my guests, and I start them out with um, telling us how it all began. I mean, from the time before, I mean, I know that you were reared in, in D.C., and you, you began your craft at the age of 16, but I mean, even before that, tell a listening audience how you even got into the music. I mean, did you have family who was into music, who played instruments, who sang? Tell my listening audience how it all began. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I guess maybe around five years old, I had a, a couple of uncles in my family. They both played the guitar, and they were quite good at it. And uh, I, I imagine somewhere around the age of six, one of my uncles, his name was Paul, and he would say, listen, sing this song. And I would hear him play and sing so much, I, I would sort of like learn the, the lyrics to the song. And it was easy for me as a kid. And uh, he would take me to uh, uh, North Carolina. That's where my family is from. Uh, uh, but we would go there, and he'd have me sing. And he'd play the guitar. And it was really like we, we really enjoyed each other. And, uh, you know, as I grew older, uh, I, you know, I never thought about playing an instrument. Uh, I felt like I saw my uncle, but I never thought about playing like myself. But I was with a friend, and his name was Pop. And I was with cases we get together and drive down the street in his car. Uh, we roam the streets and watch TV. And um, he told me, he said, you hum all of the bass patterns to the song. Perfect. And I said, I do. <laughs> he said, yeah, thank you.
then say maybe a couple of weeks later, I was doing pretty good with it because all of these songs that I had in my head that I already knew in my head, it was simple as to me as just finding the notes. So that was pretty easy, and I actually had fun with it. And um, then he actually hired me in his band one day, and I was about 16 years old. And uh, he bought me a professional bass guitar and an amplifier one night. I came to, came in to play, and he had that for me. <laughs> mm. Wonderful thing for a friend to do. And uh, from that point on, I've been making my way as a bass player. Jimmy, let me ask you about this because, uh, well, first of all, are you in an area where you, where you get clear? Because it sounds like there's a lot of static. What does? If there's a lot of static in the background. Are you are you in a, in a, in a quiet area? I want to make sure that this my listening audience is. Let me try something here. Yeah, there's there's a lot of breakup. There's a uh, lot of uh, static. Yeah, there you are. Is that better? There? That's much better. Much better. Okay, all right. We're all right. Yeah, uh, as I was saying, you know, um, my friend pointed out to me that um, that I had a talent and I wasn't aware of it. And he, he, you know, we got the bass guitar and the amplifier, and I, I learned pretty quickly. And uh, and then I really, really became fond of it, and I thought maybe I'd go up and try to make a career of it. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. I've put out uh, several songs, did a lot of producing and things like that. Yeah, let's let's go back through there because it it says at the early age when you eventually started your own band called Chapter One with Al Johnson. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and then after playing with Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers, come on. Um, then you later moved to Memphis, Tennessee, to become a, one of Stack's record recording stations. <laughs> Tell us how that began. That was a real adventure. Um, boy, I, uh, actually, what do you begin, huh? <laughs> I, I was the vice president when I arrived at Stack. There was a, a friend of mine that played the guitar. His name was. We called him Skip. His name was Charles Pitts, and we called him Skip. That's the fellow that everybody heard playing the guitar on Shaft at Wawa. Mm. He's mm. the one that 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 that, that lick for the Shaft uh, score. And uh, he told Isaac Hayes about me. Isaac Hayes called me in Washington, D.C. and said, "I hear you can play a little bit of bass, man. We need somebody out here who can do that." And I told him, I said, I think I'm your guy. And I, I went out there with him, and um, it was just like, uh, I don't know, it's just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's an experience that I would never forget. And what a what an experience. Um, I learned business. I met all sorts of artists. I played behind four artists, played on some, some hits that were, Seemed like it would never die. Like the blowing, it was wrong. I don't want to be right. I was the co-producer on it. Luther Ingram and myself, we produced it along with Johnny Bella. And just so many wonderful things came out of that. And I gained a world of knowledge. 
uh, from the Stacks organization. And uh, uh, I um, cherish those moments to this day. And, and they still help me along. Um, sometimes uh, when I think about the journey I've been on, I stop and smile at myself and <laughs> think yeah. how wonderful and, and how blessed I've been. So I, yeah. I'm way. I mean, to play uh, for uh, Black Moses, I mean, I remember the album Hot Butter Souls. Tell me you were on that one. Well, I didn't, I didn't get on that one. That was before I arrived at Stack. Okay, okay. But I did do uh, the Black Moses album. Mm-hmm. And I think my favorite song on that album was Never Can Say Goodbye. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that might 
have deterred you from the path that you have taken now? To be honest, I just uh, never thought of any. You know, what I once I became involved in music, that was my life daily. Mm-hmm. I would be in somebody's studio trying to learn how to record, or I would be on the stage with somebody, or I would be at somebody's house practicing myself and another bass player, and he showed me some stuff, and I'm trying to learn it because. Um, when I first started, it sounded pretty bad. <laughs> then I played with a band that sounded like me. <laughs> we were all beginners. And we kept the song off one, two, three, four, and then it sounded like somebody dropped something. <laughs> <laughs> that was set for you. I mean, do you concur on that, right? 
Mm-hmm. I sure can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say those things. I kind of like just ease right through without really thinking about it because I had so many people was you know down with me and you know I had so much. I had a lot of support and things like that. So mm-hmm. I, it was never a sad time. Everything was really just great. It was a new adventure and a new type of lifestyle, and, you know, and I loved it. And phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here tonight with Ronnie Hudson, the uh, phenomenal bassist, uh, played with the greats such as Isaac Hayes, and um, he's done so many great things, uh, stacked records, and and the list goes on. But, of course, we have uh, a ton of questions on our chat board. Uh, we do have a caller in from North Carolina. Uh, so we're going to go with a couple of questions. Uh, hold on, North Carolina. We'll, we'll all get to you in a second. But right now we're going to go through a couple of uh, questions on the chat board um, that our listening audiences are wanting to know. And the first question was, what are the differences that you see in the business of music? From 1980 to now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. In 1980, <clears throat> um, the music business was definitely totally different from what it is now. And see, we're into the computer age now, where as to where. You know, you can actually go online right now and listen to my whole CD <laughs> because uh, of the way things are today. You know, you. Uh, but see, back in the day, uh, it was all about the radio and the record labels. But today, the record labels really don't do that well. Um, I guess they're, they're used more for promote as a promotion promotional tool. That I would say than anything else these days. There's a lot has changed. Back in the day, you would get, you, you know it would be possible to get a signing bonus from the record label, maybe two hundred thousand, a million, depending on who you are. If you're coming from moving from one label to the next, that sort of thing still happens to some degree. If it was someone like Beyonce or someone of her status were to move from one company to another, um, then they would probably, uh, more than likely, they would get a signing bonus. But for people that are just coming into the company these days and, you know, they don't know much about them, they've never had any hits and they're coming into the company to be signed in, uh, they they don't get those sorts of uh, bonuses like they would get back in the day at, at one time. Uh, it's kind of crazy because if you ever see the movie Cadillac Records, uh, yes, yes, we actually, yes. we actually would get paid a different way, you know, mm-hmm. back those days. But then things would move up. Those pioneers helped us to see what we needed to do to get paid. And there were some of us who still didn't get paid, but there were some of us who started understanding and trying to pick up on the business. And as we continue to do that, of course, we, we became more uh, active and smarter in, in, in the music business. And, you know, we, we knew what to do to, to get 
get our money and receive our residuals and things. So it's it's a it's a thing now where you need to know uh, something about the business if you're going to be involved in it, even if you're an artist. Uh, you don't want to tell your manager, you take care of the business and I'll take care of the singing. Uh, <laughs> I've heard that a lot, but you don't want to do that. Uh, you want to, you know, look in, into your business yourself and sign all your checks. Just a good advice from one uh, celebrity to another. And I think that has been a hard lesson learned by a lot of artists back in the day. Yes, and um, they're still learning some hard lessons. Uh, some young kids, uh, and it's, it's easy to do. You give them $100,000 and, uh, and uh, give them a Bentley and maybe a house. And that kid is satisfied. And somebody else, may be walking away with millions. So mm. that's, that's how it goes. So you have to be careful. You need to get find the entertainment attorneys, go over the contract with them, and, you know. And, and the thing is, when they, people in this industry read the books, they think the book is telling them everything that's correct. And the book is to some degree. But the book will tell you that you own 100% of your publishing. And you do when you write a song. You have the song and you have the music. You have the publishing, you own 100% of that, you own 100% of the writers. But some people think that they can go to a record label or to someone and put a song out there and they they want you to, to do a deal, make a deal for them, but they want to keep one all of the percentage of the thing they want 100% of the publisher and 100% of the writers. And then people read the book, they think that's what they're supposed to get help and still keep the 200%. So it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of lessons to be learned when you talk about the business of music. The business, is, there's mm-hmm. a lot. There's yeah. a lot. So much to it. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, when you're dealing with publishing companies and things like that, then you should be up on top of that. But I, I, I advise all the artists to talk to the entertainment attorney before signing or before venturing into anything that you're not certain of in, in the entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're here with Ronnie Hudson tonight, and I'm going to open up the chat line because we do have a Caller calling in from East North Carolina. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. Hi, my name is Elliot Hoffman, calling in from Durham, North Carolina. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing fine. How about you? Hi, I'm doing fantastic. Well, you're here tonight with Ronnie Hudson and his sidekick, Mr. Six. We're going to get Mr. Six to say something in a minute. Um, But uh, tell us, uh, what is your question for Ronnie Hudson and what are your comments? Well, uh, Mr. Hudson, first of all, I want to thank you for the contribution you made to music uh, and what you're still doing today. The question that I have is, with the way with the way the, the music business has changed from from what it used to be to what it is now, uh, what other advice would you give young people who are trying to get in who are trying to get into this business? I, I, I heard you I heard you talking about you know uh, contract attorneys. Uh, 
What what other advice would you give the young people who want to get into this business? The, the, the contact attorneys that that's where you you get your lessons from. You know, you take those papers to you know certain things like that paperwork to your entertainment attorney, and he'll describe what's in the contract. But in the entertainment business itself, and if you want, I'm going to be straight with you, today the way things are, you have to know somebody that knows somebody that knows them. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> what has happened uh, back in the day, in the 70s and back during those days, record labels were actually out there looking for artists. They had people called scouts mm-hmm. that the nightclubs and all over places looking for scouting for, for people. We didn't have computers, of course, so that was the way it, it had to be done. But today, we have all of the TV programs, the voice, and so many other, uh, 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 what should I call it, uh, uh, challenges in musicals, TV shows, uh, and uh you know, you have all of that kind of stuff going on. So you can choose artists now and from places like that. And, you know, American Idol, those like, those, those uh, TV shows. And, and when those people are on there, as soon as they're done, their record company, the label's calling for them. And the, the person that didn't win, they turn out to be, you know, the best ever on a, on a record. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just on a CD. But to answer your question, you really have to know somebody that knows somebody. Mm-hmm. You've got so many people. I, I say all of that to say we have great entertainers out there today that we've never heard of. And we probably would never have heard of if we didn't have these talent TV shows. <laughs> and, you know, those talent TV shows have been around for decades, but they've They've gotten better and better and better. And the people that are coming on the show, they're screened. So they, everything is better. And you you have more of a challenge now when you were, if you were to go on one of those. I say that to say there's a lot of competition uh, today. And um, making your way into it, you definitely would have to know somebody that can help you. And there are people that are out there, artists, that will help sometimes you, you really have to ask. And there are people out there would, wouldn't mind helping you to find your way. But it's not easy. It's, it's, a, it's a difficult task. And the thing about finding someone, all of the people that are really doing something, they're so busy, they, mm-hmm. they don't turn, or they, you know, they're, they're trying to make it right, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a challenge. And then there are some people who won't step down to a, a local individual level. They they don't they won't do it. And uh, <clears throat> now sometimes they will if they seem if you seem to be one of those type of people that know something about the record business and you know about it. And if you try to cut some kind of deal with them and you say, yeah, man, we can go thirty three and thirty. Now they like that.
<laughs> he keeps all the publishers that are writing. Excuse me. Some people that think like that, of course, your professional people that are in the industry are not going to deal with anybody like that because they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So that's what they look at. And, uh, of course, uh, you've got to have a good product because everybody has a good product these days. Mm-hmm. So those are some major changes. All right, very good, very good. Yeah, well, uh, tell us, uh, Elliot, about you, because I understand you have a radio show as well. Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. Uh, I, have a radio, I have a Christian base uh, talk radio show called Let's Talk Real Life. Um, we, we we do our best to, to provide opportunities for, for young people who, who are trying to uh, uh, get to that next level. Uh, we, we deal with the issues that sometimes that affect the church. The church don't always talk about uh, everything from teenage suicide to drug gangs, you know, domestic violence. So we, we try to deal with a lot of issues that that are, that are society issues that sometimes the church don't the church don't want to talk about. Very good. Well, tell us, give us some information on how we can log into your radio station and listen in or even call in. Oh, exactly. I, I thank you. I appreciate that. You, you can go to my website, com. Uh, that, that that has a live media player from there. You can you get a show from there. Um, you can also uh, if, if you if you're in the area or if you want you know to call in, you can always call in. Uh, the number to call in is one is with eight 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 four seven one five six five two. But I always tell everybody if you want to listen to the show, just just go to the website elliahoffman dot com. That's the easiest way to do it, and you can you can hear us by just going to the website. Who are 
may you may have something that interests someone. There, there are people out here looking for theme songs and all sorts of stuff, poems. Um, they're looking for people that um, that can invitate other people. All sorts of stuff is going on. So yes, um, I would say networking is, is a, one of the great things that that's available to us these days, and this it's something that all artists do these days. So uh, it's a it's a good thing. Yeah, you can be a great artist, but you spend more time perfecting your work. I guess you can't make any money, especially nowadays, with with the business. Because, like you were saying earlier, uh, the radio more or less controlled your promotion, and now it seems as though social media. Thank you. Everything is based around uh, digital downloads and not going to your favorite record store and buying a whack or a CD. Track versus the old days, and you are smoke right. Yeah, and what's happening that, that I've seen, you know, and especially with some of our seasoned artists, and they tend to resist that trend of moving forward into the world of technology with their craft. And they appear to be somewhat stagnant, and they fall behind. Because mm-hmm. nowadays, it, you when you when you're promoting yourself, it's not necessarily going out here knocking on doors, but it's by what you put out uh, throughout the world over the internet. Yeah. How you are presenting yourself over the internet and. But once you start catching on and the world knows who you are, then you can make a lot of, you know, residual money just by putting yourself out there and applying yourself to technology. Because if you don't get involved with the technology of, of the music, then nowadays you're going to fall behind. One guy asked me, he said, well, Ronnie, if I go in the studio, put my own song together, and I put it online for sale, I should do pretty good. <laughs> I kind of laughed a little bit. I chuckled. I think there's, there's more to it. I mean, so much more to it. Now, I explained to him, if he's Prince, and he does that, uh, everybody knows Prince. So yeah. if they know he's got something online, they'll go there and buy everything he's got. Yeah. But do they, know, do they know this other young man? No, they don't. They don't know him. So he sells ten CDs, and he said, "Oh man, I sold ten CDs, and I made five hundred dollars." Yeah. Well, in the record business, that's not even tax. No. Mm-hmm. no. So you know, you, you can have a nice website, you have a music app, but there's so many ancillary things that you have to do, even when you get out there electronically. Because, you know, artists all the time, when you sign with CP5PL, when you put your CD up for distribution, your work is just begun. Okay, you have to do that, these days. And you also have to have a distributor these days for the digital. You need the digital distributor. That's 
get somebody to take it. And then after, the, if they like it, they may move on to even do the physical distribution for you, providing they have a, a pretty good product. But right. like you said, they're not even they, they've got so far to go. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a much much different day. So we need, we we need help. Yeah, that's what we need, and we need help from. Uh, we need people to, to to come and step down and help us, especially the people who are done with their careers. Most of them take their careers and go home to the rocking chair, and that, all of that knowledge is sitting home, sitting someplace just rocking every day. We could, if we had some type of program that we could use all of our pioneers, our older uh, generation. They're the ones who really know, know know what's going on. If there was some way we could we could put that in to uh, supply some of our younger generation and give them teach them you know ways of doing things because there are ways of doing these things. If you really have people that's been out there for years and years and years that know all the tricks in the trade, these people can show you things that you never thought of. Well, also, uh, to, it, it really takes unity uh, with us as well in our niche market. And, you know, wherever we go, wherever we talk, wherever we solicit, you know, we have to promote ourselves. And, and I don't care if, it's, if you're in some type of club, organization, your church, your work, whatever it may be, um, you know, we have to get up and, and, and it has to go viral. You know, just as you relate to one person, that one person who bought your CD is sort of like the key. That one person needs to tell five to ten other people, hey, check this or check this movie out, whatever it may be. And then when those people do the same thing, it's all about duplication. And if you ever get that to go, I mean, your sales will be in the million. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the business because uh, there's a lot of questions on our chat board that a lot of people are asking um, regarding that matter about the business. And uh, there was a question that really tied together. And uh, but before we go to go there, we, we don't want to leave out the 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 other brother who was on the line, Mr. Six. Mr. Six, yeah. we have not heard from you, and I know that you have been with Ronnie for how long? Quite some time, and it seemed like forever. And it's been a beautiful, beautiful journey every step of the way. Well, tell my listening audience how it began. And it began. Um, I, I like uh, Ronnie himself. Uh, we love doing things for the community, and we love trying to educate people in the field that we desire to be in. And um, I host uh, what I call the Grandstand Jam, and it's a platform for artists to come out, share their talents to the public, uh, and have the whole model family-friendly and fun. And that's uh, exactly how we keep it. And we try to educate each other, grow, grow with each other in, in the music field. And I uh, listened to you guys in the conversation. And with Andre asked, life is such a balance thing. You know, we have to be able and willing to put our foot forth to do all of it 
and sometimes simultaneously. You know, we got to perfect our art as best as we humanly can. And at the same given time, we have to reach out to the community uh, to share the, uh, the knowledge that we have. Because uh, uh, you can be really extremely good uh, with your craft, but if you don't have no clue what the business world is on the other end, it, it's not far you can go. And so, um, Ryan mentioned about people in the rocking chair, and maybe they don't keep up with the latest technology, but they have so much business ventures and, and smart. If they don't share that with the people and the technology we have today, we're going to lose the whole entertainment industry. Well, you know, that was the question that, that was asked, uh, that was posed on the chat board. It says, what disappoints you? Number one, what disappoints you about the business these days? Then what makes you happy about the business? And I well, what makes make me happy about the business, I, I get to do what I love doing, uh, being in front of people, sharing my art, sharing my ideas through music, educating people uh, through music. You know, the world, um, music itself is like the biggest communication of the world, and, you know, from my point of view. And um, I wouldn't doubt if many other people share the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. you can, through music, without even saying words, you can communicate from one language to the other, and there's mm-hmm. no boundaries whatsoever. And that's one of the biggest things I like about it. And they can uh, do... How many things for your spirit and uplifting people and, and spreading knowledge in so many ways, from learning um, how to deal with mathematics to learning how to relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's ask this question because, uh, and, and ladies and gentlemen, you are here at T25CL, Galaxy Talk Radio, here at Roslyn's Corner, where we have a phenomenal guest, Mr. Ronnie Hudson and Mr. Six. And I know the reason why they call you six is let my listening audience know why. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, uh, blessed to be a drummer, and I'm saying a big blessing. Phenomenal drummer, ladies and gentlemen. Phenomenal drummer. Okay, yeah, they they call it. They, he doesn't have that that name for no unknown reason. He definitely can play the drums. But uh, when we talk about that, because you uh, said a key point there, uh, six, um, um, encouraging not only you know, those who are in the industry, but the young people coming up. And I think um, Elliot can even um, hone in on this when because he deals with uh, um, the youth and um, encouraging um, them. Let me ask um, this question. Um, um, with the sacrifices that you have made in your career, and this is a question, uh, how do you feel about hip hoppers coming along, not playing instruments, not singing, but still making millions of dollars? Ronnie? Oh, <clears throat> well, I'm one of the old hip hoppers. They <laughs> 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 call me the granddaddy of hip hop, so. Oh, you're the granddaddy of hip hop, okay. <laughs> And um, <laughs> and uh, I, I I guess uh, back in the day we we were developing hip hop. I was one of those that, and never knew what I was doing. 
Uh, my manager came to me. He says, listen, I, got, I have a title called the West Coast Pop Lock, and uh, I'd like to know if you can write it. And I looked at it. I said, sure, I can write it. How <clears throat> come I need to do some research and go to watch and these places that I was going to talk about? I need to know something about it. So I did that, and we put the song out there. And the next thing I knew, they were telling me that uh, the song was a West Coast uh, uh, theme song. So I, I would hear it on the uh, basketball games, football games. Then later on, I heard it in 20 movies. And uh, <clears throat> just going on and on and on. And I put the song out in 1982. And uh, I can't believe what this song still does. And uh, it's amazing. And uh, it's one uh, of those. Yeah, because in your, in your, in your um, information, it's about West Coast Pop Lock. It says it's one of the most popular singles that you and the street people had released in 1982. I mean, the song was featured in Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, uh, in the fictional radio uh, station Bounce FM, and it was immediately adopted as an anthem by KJ, and West Coast Pop Lock has rarely left the radio since. 32 years ago, 32 years ago, it's still out there on the on the main circuit. I mean, it has been sampled by NWA, Dr. Dre, uh, Scarface, most depth. I mean, the song is notable for its sample. I mean, it is so notable. And, and with Dr. Dre's and Tupac's song, The California Love, which was released uh, on Death Row Records in 95. Mm-hmm. So you made, a, you made a comeback with this, this album, West Coasting. Uh, was it West Coasting? Well, we're brand new and out right now. It's just, uh, yeah. recently it's called West Coasting by Ronnie Hudson and this time we have myself, we have E-40, we have Two Shorts, we have uh, Snoop Dogg, we have, uh, and, and, you know, we talk about all of these old, all of the, this, this CD is dedicated to the, all of the old school uh, 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 legends. So we, 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 so we use old school legends. We use uh, Snoop, we use, uh, we have Black Left Jeans and Sugar Free, a whole bunch of guys on it. There are lots of talent. And uh, these guys are, uh, are telling, talking to the young kids, and we have a song on there that says, uh, Don't Throw Your Life Away. Well, incidentally, it's probably one of the most, uh, 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 it's, it's type of CD that uh, actually talks to the, to the younger people and saying, hey, listen, uh, one of the songs, like I said, Don't Throw Your Life Away, another one is named We Should Be Shining Instead of Murder, Murder, Murder. There's another one called Carjack at the Players Club. These are things that we're talking to the kids about, and we're saying you don't need to do this. Well, let me let me stop you right there, because I would like Elliot to interject here, because Elliot, is it not true that these are the type of issues that you deal with when you do uh, your program um, for for the youth? Yes, we do every single day. Every, every day we're on the air. We even if it's a even if it's a different segment and we're doing 
relationship, we always go back to these issues because these issues are so prominent that we're seeing, especially right now with young black men, it's so prominent. So these issues we deal with on a daily basis. Well, let me ask you, uh, let me ask you this, uh, Ronnie, because the, the music that you're doing now, I mean, back in the day, we, we remember how some of that music was back in the day. Um, the Grady Women, like, you know, I guess authoritative figures, all that kind of stuff, you know, what's going on back in the day. We know that for a fact. But now what you're saying, as the grandfather of hip-hop, you're bringing a positive message to the young people of today. And so with that crossover, do you feel that the music that's, that's being um, airplayed um, out there on the circuit, you think it's being um, um, projected as a positive message to our young people of today? Well, I can't say how positive it really it is, but it's the type of music that our young people really like. Um, now, I, like I said, I'm, I'm the granddaddy, so we didn't do it like the way it's being done now. Uh, we we wouldn't be great women and uh, anything of the kind. Uh, we were taught by our parents totally differently to uh, hold the doors for the ladies and that sort of thing, you know, be a gentleman. So things have changed uh, as far as hip-hop. But I'll say this. Uh, I had no idea that the West Coast pop block would turn hip-hop. And uh, after so many years, it actually turned hip-hop. They put it in the hip-hop category. And then, of course, uh, they titled me as one of the pioneers of hip-hop. And I've received so many awards and platinum, multi-platinum, and all sorts of, I don't know, I can't count platinum anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's at like 2300 or something when it first came out. I think that so many people recorded the song. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it went to 20 movies. I think the first one was South Central. And then it just kept rolling. So, uh, and it's still hitting hard right now in the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, but you know, I think um, even with as the grandfather of hip hop, um, still the messages that are brought forth across the airwaves are still messages that are uplifting, encouraging, and not uh, detrimental or not trying to be detrimental. Um, and I think that is. And it's always an issue when um, we talk about, even with the churches, uh, I was raised in church, you were raised in church, and, and then uh, Elliot is, is dealing with the uh, Christian aspect of encouraging youth of today. Mm -hmm. um, from that standpoint, I think that is what is needed. We need positive black role models, mentors for our young men. I mean, our, our young women, of course, you know, you know, we're, we're out there, you know, and the young women are out there, but the young men who are the priests are raised to be the priests of the household or raised to be the right. chief of, you know, of, of a family or the head, you know, because that's the man's position. And to have that positive role model uh, is so key, and I think that is um, mm -hmm. something that you are with your music, I know that the Ellie is doing that with his program as well. 
And so I think that is key. And we're going to keep on doing that, correct? Of course. No, my, my brothers can concur <laughs> on that and come together on that matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but... But we have yeah. going on, too. Um, we're putting together a super dream team R&B band. I'm going to let Six tell you about that. Oh, come on, Six. Tell me all. We're putting together a musical dream team, as uh, we call it. And uh, we have, uh, going back to the old school sound and the R&B, the Stag Lucky Sound, Motown Sound, where it was all positive, things you can dance to, relate to. Uh, cuddle up songs you can cuddle up with and songs you can just party to. You know, uh, we do some things out in the community uh, with my project called the Grandstand Jam and um, uh, Rodney Hudson working just as hard as I do. And we keep the community with a place, a platform to bring music to the table and just enjoy yourself as a community at the same given time and giving ourselves our opportunity to get music back to where it was and uh, teach the youth uh, how to make music and, and do business and make it a career for themselves as well. All right. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So we're going to hear great things coming from that, that, that thing, correct? Oh, that's for sure. For sure. Well, let me ask you this, because there's a couple of simple questions on the chat board that we need to ask before our time runs out. And it says, if you were the headliner on the show and you could pick three acts to proceed you, who would they be? Who would they be, Ronnie? One act would be called, I, there's a group of young ladies. Um, they're, called, they're named the GGs. And they live in Atlanta, Georgia. One of the ladies, uh, there are three, three of them, young ladies in their 20s, and they are incredible. One plays the keyboard, one plays the drums, and one plays the bass. And together they are incredible. Their, their musicianship as well as their singing. They would definitely be one. Now, the bass player, she played with Beyonce. And she, two sisters, and uh, her two sisters, the three of them together, is incredible. You can go to uh, YouTube, and you can look the GGs up, and they did a song by uh, Bruno Mars, Locked Out of Heaven, I believe it's the name of it. And it, it's just, uh, your audience, you know, if they're interested in, those, in that particular group, they can go to that uh, YouTube and, and call the GGs up, and you'll see that they're incredible. The bass player, I had the honors of being able to teach her during the, her years when she was learning to play. And then later on, she began to, began to play with uh, Beyonce, where she is now, and she's Beyonce's bass player. But uh, her two sisters, are, the, the three of them together, so I would choose them. That would be one of my favorite groups. And um, I do like uh, 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 some of uh, the, the the new R&B vocals uh, people that are out right now. Um, this, this just maybe a few that I really would like, but I do think uh, 
I, I do like uh, today's music. I do understand it, and I like it. And, and you know, of course, um, some of it I play. But um, in this case, we're putting together an old-school R&B band. So Mr. Sixon has uh, done a great job of doing that. So we're going to bring you a little bit of everything. Some new music. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely we with that. Always. Go ahead. We, Go ahead. Yeah, we do jazz. If you listen to us play jazz, you may not believe that we know anything about R&B. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you are so versatile. You are so versatile. We we know that. <laughs> so okay, now that was one act. Who, who's the second? Who's the next two? Well, um, I you know some of one would be Luther Bandrop. Mm. Um, that that would be one of my favorite, and uh, I'm still kind of uh, in that mode too. Uh, and uh, yeah. I like I li- also like uh, uh, Brian McKnight, the name too, Lionel Richie, some of the some of the old school guys, and uh, mm. I do like some of the, the younger guys a lot, you know, and uh, Maxwell, like you know, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh uh, How about Ken? How about Ken or uh, Anthony Hamilton? Mm-hmm. Anthony Hamilton? Yeah, well, yeah, he's a... Uh, he, yeah, he, he, that's he, a bad he, boy right there. Not long ago, <laughs> and uh, they, the women, they had to call the pregnant because the women was falling out, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> well, this, this, yes. Pretty and it, it, it can go on and on and on. <laughs> huh, I know the list could go on and on and on, but you know it, it's just so it's so there's so much great talent out there right now that well we're gonna have them all. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this because there was another question to ask about this because you're talking about instruments and you're talking about teaching the young lady how to play, but the question was asked was what is the hardest instrument to learn and what is the e- easiest to learn. Yeah, that's a good question, too. Um, and before you answer that question, I'm going to have to excuse myself because I have a show that begins at 8.30, and I yeah. am the full. It is a pleasure having your company, and I'm going to leave you with Ronnie. All right, sis. All right. We'll talk All right. soon. All right. Thank you for having me on. All right. Uh-huh. Well, go ahead, um, um, Ronnie. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, what's the easiest and what's the hardest thing to play? I don't learn. Well, I think if you, if you, I think if you, it wouldn't matter if you use the correct technique and then, you know, with any instrument, it's going to be a little difficult at first. And then as you continue to work with the instrument, you begin to understand it some. And uh, I think it just, it goes, you know, it comes like that. But uh, I think all of them basically are kind of tough. Um, the, the piano, um, which I would just love, I think it probably, I just, I'm just in love. I get chills when someone sits down and plays the piano, and, uh, and they play it to taste, you know, to the taste. But uh, that's one of my favorite instruments. And uh, being a bass player, of course, I love bass. 
but the mother instrument to me is the keyboard, and uh, it probably has a lot more. You you may have to learn a lot more doing that than any other instrument. Maybe I say that because I, I can't answer that and, and say that that's true. But in my what I see, that's how I see it. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, in learning, and ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio, here at Rosalind's Corner with the phenomenal Mr. Ronnie Hudson. And I want to pose this last question to you because I think it really ties into learning any type of instrument or just learning the music business. Um, a question was posed, if your son or daughter asks you, Dad, should I get a degree in music? Or should I get a degree in business? What would you recommend? Now, that I would probably say to my son or my daughter, I would have to put that sort of back on them because I would want for them to have some type of dream. Mm -hmm. And I, I would think that was something that they would should be telling me. Uh, I want to do this or I want to do that. But mm-hmm. still a good question because I have a daughter who just received her degree from Valdosta State University, if I'm allowed to say that. Yes, you are. And uh, she was actually first chair trombone when she was in high school. And she's now asking me if I can get her one of the uh, synthesized keyboards. So I think she's got something on her mind. Mm-hmm. She played in high school. She 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 did read the music and, and played it and became first chair. So I think it's in her. I, I, I know it's there. And now she wants a piano or keyboard, so I think she's got some plans. She wants to take it to higher heights is what she wants to do.
great, great things. And so I'm going to leave um, some last comments before I have Ronnie close out. Uh, do we have any last comments from the team or from Elliot? Yes, I just want to uh, Ronnie for coming on and six as well, so I get to leave. But uh, Ronnie, definitely thank you, and looking forward to looking up with you when I come back down to LA. And uh, Brother Elliot, uh, thank you for staying up late uh, this evening from North Carolina.
all uh, the nation's uh, international, our international families. We know they're asleep right now, but they always go back and listen to our show. This show is going to be recorded or has been recorded, and you can go back and listen to it in another couple of hours and just listen to it over again because you might have still have some questions because we are definitely going to have Ronnie and Six back again because we want to know uh, uh, how um, what he has um, proceeded to do even further, you know, for the new shows and the concerts and everything that Six had talked about with his endeavors. We always want to know what's going on, you know, and we always would love to be a part, and we are going to be a part. Like she says, hey, you know what, we're family now, and I know that when uh, we start doing things, I know, Ronnie, that you're there to have our back as well. We're family. We are definitely family. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at Roslyn's Corner at P25BL.com. Just go there, listen to the great music of our independent artists. Of course, we're going to have... Uh, West Coast, and I've got the CD that's getting ready to go up. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> 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 I'm the audience definitely will hear it. And um, so, you know, it's been great. It's been great. And I just want to thank my guests for uh, calling in. I want to thank Ronnie. I want to thank Elliot. And, of course, Chief, who was there. So to all our listening audience, and also, United We Stand, the concert mm. that T25CL did in March at the Warner Grand Theater is now in production and will be out in February. We encourage you, look, just support T25CL because this is a great endeavor and it's a great documentary along with great, great music. Brenda Lieger, Mark Allen Felton, Myron Edwin, Charles Small, who plays with the the infamous and jazz singer Barbara Morrison, uh, even myself. But it's great music along with documentaries. And you know what? It's going to be a great, great film that T25CL is putting together. And and maybe Chief want to make a little comment about the film that's coming out. So we're very excited about it. One of our last legs of post-production. And so it's going to be a combination music and documentary based around real world issues, uh, poverty and hunger of Africa and the Middle East. And it pertains to uh, the uh, Millennium 2015 post agenda to eradicate one billion people off of uh, poverty in Africa and in the Middle East, and hopefully some of that goes over this way as well. But what we did was we put the message out with our music and our great artists, and now we're telling the story of uh, what is really happening. And so we will have this thing uh, released fairly soon, and uh, we're just putting the finishing touches on that. We're very, very proud of this project, and so it'll be coming out soon. You'll be uh, coming to theaters near you, for sure. <laughs> well, Ronnie, we love you. We're going to say goodnight to you. Uh, Elliot, thank you so much for staying up with us, and we will be touching bases soon. And to all our listening audiences, we just want to say thank you, and thank you for joining me here at TC5CL, Galaxy Talk Radio at Roswell's Corner. So with that, with that, everyone, we want to say good night. Good night, Ronnie. Good night. Thank you.
Good night. You're welcome. Good night, Elliot. Good night. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.